Welcome back. This is Faith FM. You are listening to The Breakfast Show today with Mon and Rick Ferrey. Welcome back, Rick. Good to be here. We had a nice big break just we then, did. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Great interview, though. Wake back up again. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good interview. Good job, Lawson. Um, hey, we've got some text messages coming in from our listeners. I'm just going to share them with you. Uh, Sky, she messaged in and about your Mediterranean diet segment, and she said, Ha-ha, all I can imagine is coffee poured all over the steak and then the liver trying to break it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that's gross, yeah. Sky. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, Raphael says, Aquaman, surely a miracle and no da- doubt a movie in the making. Yeah. God's hand was keeping him going. Amen. Yeah. Indeed. And another text message, the health message confirmed again and again and again. God is good and always right. Absolutely he is. That was uh, some messages. If you'd like to send in some messages and just weigh in on what's happening, 0491064669. Also, that is Mm -hmm. the number if you want to have a crack at our quiz. We are up to, oh, we're up to our second last question. This is our 400-point question. And don't forget, we're looking for the theme as well for a bonus question at the end. Okay, you ready, Rick? Yeah. What husband and wife died after lying about the amount um, of money they gave as an offering? Don't say it. Chilling what while. Husband... <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> no, it wrong. was not Lyle and Shell, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, DJ Shell looks nervous. Have you been lying about something, Shell? No, okay. What husband and wife died after lying about the amount of money they gave as an offering? 0491 If you think you know the answer, yeah. give us a buzz. That one's worth 400 points. It is now time for our Encounter with God section. Our Bible study, our 20 million movement Bible study, that means we have 20 million other people around the world uh, at the same time. And we are in the book of Hebrews. Yesterday, Sharissa took us to the end of chapter 4. And today, Rick, you are going to be taking us into chapter 5. Chapter 5 it is. Should we read a little bit of that? No, uh, why don't we? Are you happy to read something for I'm us? absolutely happy to read. I'll well, even do my radio voice. How about that? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how far we get into chapter 5 because... Every chapter in Hebrews, every chapter in the Bible, actually, mm-hmm. you can spend so much time with. But uh, can we go, can we do 10 verses? Because yeah, it gives sure. a point. Hebrews 5, 1 to 10. Let's do it. Okay. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. And he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God, who said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. 
And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Look, we could spend a whole quarter just on those 10 verses. Uh, It is so packed. And I haven't been listening to FM every morning, but with chapter 4, it's a great truth comes out of chapter 4, out of all of them. But Jesus is the perfect high priest because he's perfectly God Mm -hmm. and because he's perfectly man something that we as humans can't achieve, and that's why he is the great high priest. Um, Because he has known our life, he gives us sympathy, he can understand mercy, power. He brought God to men and brings men to God. So I love love that connection. Then we get into chapter 5, which you've just read. Um, And the the, the author of Hebrews, which we think is Paul, Mm -hmm. we're pretty sure it's Paul, um, adds a special contribution, this is what I'm thinking here, to the Christian thought, and that's the whole doctrine of the high priesthood of Jesus, and that's what Hebrews is really all about. Um, and, and in my reading, three great thoughts come out of this <coughs> office of high priest. They're, fund- they're, they're qualifications, if you like, of the work of high priest. And a lot of Christians don't get concerned about this or really interested in this, but there's a real connection, obviously, with the Old Testament here. We cannot understand the New Testament high priestly function unless we have a handle on what took place in the Old Testament, yeah, the role of the, of the high priest, which was a special role. And, and it was so special as, as symbolic that the clothing that they wore was representative. Every, you know, when you sew a button on your shirt or you lose a button on your shirt, you think, oh, I'll just go and get another button. That wasn't the case. In those, everything was so symbolic. And meaning, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The high priestly garments, the robes, were not to be trifled with at all. Um, And it's not God going, bang, 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 bang. It's God saying, there's meaning in all this, and it will be unfolded through the ages. And then we get into the book of Hebrews, and it gives light. So I'd be encouraging folk, if they want to understand Hebrews, have a little, a, a deeper look into the Old Testament books that speak about the high priestly functions, because then you get a type anti type sort of thing happening. Yeah. But anyway, um, three three points that come out of this are qualifications. Um, a priest is appointed on man's behalf to deal with the things concerning God. Whenever I look at scripture, I don't know how you work this one, but for me, whenever I look at scripture now and read a story, the first question I want to ask is, "Oh, not was that a good story or a bad story?" What does that tell me about God? Mm. Yeah, that's a good call. Rather than, even before, what do I learn about myself? I, 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 what does that tell me about God that I need to understand more? And that seems to work for me in the sense that other questions follow from that. So I want to learn. I don't know what you think about this, but it's sort of, it's to do with this, but a little maybe broader than this. Is anything we read in Scripture, anything we teach, preach, talk about, in a sense, what are we what are we learning more about God in this process? Yeah, uh, because that's a journey. I, I I find I find I get more centristic on myself. Oh, mm-hmm. I need to do this. I need to do that. Where I was thinking, hang on, Rick, slow down. What is this telling you about God first and foremost? And then it'll trail through to where you need to move. What your your response to that is. And these chapters in the book of Hebrews tell me so much about God. We have a high priest who ministers for us. It's not a dead and gone thing. It's a very current thing. It's still ministering for us now. Um, A living God, Saviour, who's our high priest. 
Um, so I think that's really special. The real priest, the real priest, biblical priest, is the link between God and man. In Israel, I mentioned the Old Testament. The priest had special functions. Uh, the, the, he was the person who was to function to offer sacrifice for sins. Big issue. Sin, what are we? The problematic issue through history. What do we do with evil? What do we do with sin? Um, and so he was that person. Um, sin disturbs. What's what's primarily sin? It's broken the relationship between God and us. Yeah. And the sin and, and the priest came back to bring that back together on God's behalf. Um, can you imagine? I, I go on tangents here because things come up in my go on. We love mind, a good tangent in my mind. In my, <laughs> in my mind, um, someone has said the saddest words in scripture were Jesus wept. Mm. I'm not sure in my oh. in, in my thinking that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think the saddest words in scripture when Jesus said, "Where are you?" Ah, oh, that's so true actually. That would cut me more if Jesus said to me, "Where are you?" You remember in Genesis, yeah. um, um, why did you hide? Mm-hmm. And you know, God is still to me. God is still calling out to us. And the high priestly function for me is so important in Jesus that Jesus is saying, God, the question is, where oh, Tom's always, where are you? And Jesus is saying, I'm here for you mm. as your high priest. Yeah. So it's to me it's tangible stuff. And we're nearly out of time for this first part. I thought uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll ha- we'll have a little song break and then we'll come back. Oh no, hang on. We ha- is it a song break, producer? No, it's just a, it's just a nine second sound bite. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can keep going. But you know, it's true. It's true what you're just saying. Um, you know, once again, this whole theme of God brings something good out, something bad. You know, He asks, "Where are you?" But then He says, "I'm right here." I'm here. Like He's He's waiting. Like yep. He's not going to just let you be lost. Yep. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And we're back. Yeah, and we're back. So we may just get through a couple of verses here. Who knows? Do it doesn't it. matter if God's living it, it, it. It's all good. Amen. Um, so we talked about sin putting up this barrier mm. uh, between humanity and God. Um, and the sacrifice in the Old Testament was meant to restore that relationship which should exist and to remove the barrier and the estrangement. And our great high priest Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, which all of the Old Testament looked forward to. Can you imagine the fathers, the faithful, the ladies, the men, the women, the faithful who look forward in type to an event that they never experienced? Where we 2,000 years later look back to an event that we never experienced, Mm. but now because of our high priest can experience in part so just imagine the day when we all get together in the kingdom and we just sit down, you know, and we talk to the our forebears about what it was like to look forward to that which they'd never seen and we look back. I just think that's an interesting discussion and right in the centre will be our great high priest. So then the priest existed to open the way for a sinner back to God. Mm-hmm. That was like his... His career, basically. It was what yeah. it, that that's the problem of evil. Um, before the foundation of the world, it was set in place with this sin problem. This sin problem comes up. We'll have a way. You know, I often think someone has said, um, why, "Why couldn't God have just sent an angel? Really good angel. 
do it all. Yeah. Couldn't. Um, when God gave up Jesus to come to this world, there was nothing left to give. Yeah, wow. It's powerful, isn't it? Yeah. He emptied heaven. Mm. And my favourite text is Philippians, and we're jumping into another book, though. But God didn't see it. Jesus didn't see it anything as grand or, you know, to take on human form, become one of us. And it's because he became one of us, dealt with the sin problem in his own life, you know, tempted, tried, crucified, buried, resurrected, now our high priest. It's full circle. The circle would be completed when Jesus says, I'm taking you home. Amen. But at the moment, we can have that full assurance. And to me, the book of Hebrews is the book of assurance. Oh, okay, yeah. Confidence, the book of confidence. You can have confidence that the Jesus who died for you is still ministering for you and is coming to get you. Amen. And people get worried about this judge thing, you know. You're, you're in your court, he's your advocate, he's your lawyer, and he's your judge. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know... Don't stress out there, folks. Just stay with Jesus because he's, he's ministering for us. He's, he's wanting whatever is best for us to grow. And Hebrews in the second part of this, this book talks about growing up. I don't know whether we'll <laughs> Did you ever get told, grow up? Yes, all the time, <laughs> still do. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's, we may not get there. It, it doesn't matter. We, we may go for it next week a little bit more. Um, so what was that first... What, I just got to go back and read my note. The first point was 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 was. Oh, the priest is appointed on men's behalf, humanity's behalf, to deal with the things concerning God. The priest must be one with mankind. Mm-hmm. We must have a gone through man's experiences. All his sympathy must be with men. At this point, the writer of the Hebrews stops and really points out forcibly that Jesus Christ is superior in every other way to any of the Old Testament priesthood. It's not a derogatory superior, you know. It's just that they were men appointed by God, but he was God appointed by God. Whoa, it's big, it's big. Um, That the earthly priest is so with men that he is under the necessity of offering sacrifice for his own sin before he offers sacrifice for the sins of people. The priest must be a person, he must be completely involved in the human situation, bound up with men in the bundles of their life. Don't you like that statement? It's amazing. Bound up. <laughs> Let's change that word, bound up with men, because it's, it's an old text. Bound up with humanity. There's, there's a proviso there, though. Jesus still stands at the door and knocks, but the handle is always on the inside. Yeah, wow. It's never on the outside. Uh-huh. So Jesus will never force to open the door. He'll knock and knock and knock and he'll say, Rick, it's on the inside. Just open up and I can come in. It's our responsibility to open up. Absolutely. It's our job to respond. Yeah, wow. So all of this high priestly function is of little benefit if we see that but don't recognise and accept it mm-hmm. because then Jesus is interceding for us is really difficult because we don't want it. You know, I... Um, I remember, uh, I remember reading a story. You may, people have talked about the unpardonable sin. Oh, yes. That's uh, scary. Well, I thought it was eating four wheat bix instead of three. <laughs> Maybe it's eating three wheat bix instead of four. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's being facetious. But, but um, 
I, someone helped me understand it once. A young person came to a minister and said, I've committed the unpardonable sin. He said, tell me about it. Told him about it. He said, can Jesus forgive sin? He said, yes. He said, can he forgive past sins? And I hope this works, people, for you, because it certainly helped me as a, teen, a young person. And he said, of course he can. It's in the Bible. Can he forgive present sins? Yes. Can he give, forgive future sins? He said, I think so, the young person. Sort of, this is on the spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so what is the unpardonable sin? And the young person thought and thought and thought and said, could it be the sin that I don't want Jesus to forgive? Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Because we've always heard it's a grieving of the Holy Spirit and all of these sort of terms and that. But in real tangible terms, what sin can't God forgive? That's, that's, that really makes it clear, doesn't it? The sin I don't want God for to forgive. Yeah. I'm, I'm faithful and just to, to cleanse and forgive all of these sins mm-hmm. if you bring them to me. Yeah. I won't, I won't, I'm not going to force myself to forgive. The provision is there to forgive you of your sins. But if you don't want your sin forgiven, and so the young person thought, so the only sin that God can't forgive is the one I don't want him to forgive. Yeah, well, if you don't ask, what you won't receive. Exactly. So Jesus' high priest in Hebrews again, the whole concept of high priest is, come to me, all you are burdened. And folks, we're, we're burdened. We're living in a world of burden. There are joys, we hear the stories, but come to me, all you are weary, lay down. I stand at the door and knock. What Jesus is saying in, to me in that is, and it's all about Jesus again, I'm here willing to forgive. Not only that, I will forget. I'll wash those things away. Amen. So don't stand back and f- you feel the guilt because that's the nature of sin. Mm-hmm. It drives us. The law, that's why the law can't do what Jesus... The law shows us where we're wrong. And then we say, law, can you forgive me? No. I've pointed out where it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Where do I go, Lord, to be forgiven? Only, only through the blood of Jesus. Amen. It's, it's just, to me, that's, that's all mixed into Hebrews. That's why yeah. this high priestly, the high priestly role of Jesus to me is so important, particularly today, because people sort of have a view, well, yeah, Jesus sort of uh, went to heaven and then do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do until he comes back. Well, that to do, to do, to do, to do, to do is very vital for what we're doing now yes. because he's ministering on our behalf. So when we're praying, when we're talking to God, when we're, Jesus is aware, he's ministering, his ministry is still continuing in a different way as when he was ministering on the shores of Galilee. He hasn't stopped. He's continuing. So that's the book of, in a summary of Hebrews to me that our God who died for us, who wants to save us, is still ministering for us, and we can come right into his throne room. <laughs> Incredible. Isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. We can come right before him. He says, just come up, sit with me. Let's sup together. I don't know what word. You know, that's fellowship together. I've got, yeah. you, I've got your back. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I, I have a question, but I guess I'll save it for the next segment. Maybe I'll ask it now. It says, you know, here in the beginning of Chapter 5 that, there is an actual high priest, um, you know, that we know about in the Old Testament, and uh, I guess the people were seeing this 
this high priest and he was like a, a visual representation and reminder of them. I was actually just wondering if you could tell me more in the next event what he actually did in that temple. So mm, stay tuned to hear it answer that question for us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're back on The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. Rick, let us continue with our Bibles. Oh, wait, hang on. Ah, the big Almost one. Almost forgot. It is time for our 500-point question. <laughs> Last question of this quiz, and then there's a bonus question regarding the theme. Okay. What explanation did Jewish priests and Roman soldiers give for the disappearance of Jesus' body after the resurrection? What explanation did Jewish priests and Roman soldiers give for the disappearance of Jesus' body after the resurrection? Mm-hmm. Mm, give us a call, 0491-064-669. You can tell us the answer to that and all the other answers. You can get the big prize. Do I tell them what the big prize is now, Shell? I've been forgetting this every day, but today I will remember. The big prize is the book of the day. It is called A Call to Stand Apart by E.G. White. Mm. It is challenging young adults to make an eternal difference. Uh, So this book is for the 21st century. It deals with issues faced by contemporary young adults drawing together a variety of previously published material and of enduring relevance that has been transformed by modern language paraphrase. This uh, book is is of the most widely translated female author of all time. Mm. Um, she inspired counsel on relationships, health, social justice, careers, the authority of scripture, and salvation. So each chapter is prefaced by a testimony of a young adult who's been previously influenced by the writer and would like to pass on that inspiration to others, which is incredible. Good read. Nothing's as, po- as powerful as a testimony. Yeah. So join the missions of readers whose lives have been transformed by the call to stand for the right through the, though the heavens fall and make an eternal difference in their world. The book is called A Call to Stand Apart by E.G. White. That is our big, big prize today. Give us a call or a check, mm. 0491-064-669. And, of course, bonus question, what's the theme of our quiz today? Give us a call and tell us that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump back, jump back into it, Rick. We were in Hebrews chapter we were, 5. Yeah, just the first few verses. We learnt that the priest is appointed on man's behalf to deal with the things concerning God. The second point we we, we were talking about was... The priest must be one with men. And the third point was the essential third point of a priest is no man, no man appoints himself to the priesthood. It is by God only. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very clear in the Old Testament also. The priesthood is not an office which a human takes. It's a privilege and glory to which they are called. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So um, the, the whole calling process. So the writer of Hebrews goes on to show, and this is what it's all about, Jesus fulfills all of those things. And I'll just share briefly that. Mm-hmm. He takes the last one first. Jesus didn't choose his task. God chose it for him. Way back, way back. At the baptism, you remember? You are my beloved son. I've forgotten you. I'm well pleased. Isn't that a beautiful thing to think about when we get to the kingdom? Jesus will say, I've saved you. Yeah. You know? What's what's the first question you're going to ask Jesus? Oh, dude, so many. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even think. It's on the spot stuff, isn't it? This is the sixth question of the quiz. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I probably want to know about God's origin, to be honest. Oh, really? That's a big one for me. I know that I I have to live that one in faith for now, but when I get there, I'll be like, hang on, where are you from? (laughs) All right, okay. You can have the first million years. Okay, thanks. You can and, have the second million. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> it's a deal. Okay, so um, 
he takes the, the last one first. Jesus has gone through the bitterest experiences. Did I say that right? Gone through the bitterest experiences of men and un- humanity and understands humanity in all its strength and weaknesses. The he- writer of the Hebrews goes on and talks about those experiences, Gethsemane, Calvary, etc. etc. What he's saying is Jesus is absolutely qualified and the only one qualified to be our high priest. Um, he, he, yeah, and through those experiences, he was made perfect. Hey, that word "perfect" is really interesting. Yeah, the word "perfect." What do you think of when you when when you hear the word "perfect"? You've got to be perfect. Yeah, I think um, impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, to the Greek, a thing was teleos. That's a Greek word, teleos. It is perfectly carried out for the purpose of mm. which it was designed. The word is talking about function. So Jesus was made perfect. His function was made perfect as high priest. Yeah. Uh, which is really powerful. When he used the word, he was not thinking in terms of abstract and metaphysical perfection. He was thinking in terms of function. He's saying, the writer of Hebrews, let's say Paul, is saying that all of Christ's experience, the sufferings which through, he, through which he passed, perfectly fitted him to be our Redeemer and High Priest. God, man, Mm -hmm. together. He was able to save humanity because he'd gone through every dark valley. And finally, the writer of Hebrews says that the salvation which Jesus brings is eternal. Yeah, wow. There's no stopping point. Yeah, that's great. It's eternal. It's something which keeps... What I I love what the, uh, the William Barclay says here. It's something which keeps humanity safe in time and in eternity. It's something which keeps humanity safe in this life, in any life that will continue to be. When Christ, with Christ, the person saved is safe now and forever. So, folks, as I sum this up, it's really just a few verses and um, probably the first five or so. We have safety in Jesus if Jesus came and died for us, there's no way he's giving up on us. The only way Christ can give up on us is when we say, Christ, give up on me. Yeah. But even then, he will continue, continue, continue. And at one point, he'll just say, it's finished, like he did on the cross. Mm-hmm. You Remember Noah in the days of Noah? God had said at that point, I can bear this no longer. I can bear this no longer. I'm going to bring an end to this. But there were a faithful few. To me, the end times, when God steps out of his ministry and says it's, it's finished, God is simply saying, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. And this is the God of the universe saying, I've done all I can to bring the folk to be with me. Yeah. But they don't want to. Mm. So I guess the plea, the, the, the quest out of Hebrews is, folks, go with God. Mm. Go with God. He'll lead. He's done He's come to save. He's going to continue to minister for us. One day he's going to throw those metaphorically priestly garments off, the high priestly ministry garments off and say, it's time to come back and let's go home. Yeah. So that's that's what it's telling me about Jesus. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. Live in confidence even though it's a hard world you're living in with COVID and all this stuff going on, losing your phone in the surf yeah. or getting your wife. <laughs> I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And then... It just gets going. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets going without fear of death 
No fear of death. All passed away. And we're hearing that on a large scale all around us. Death, 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 death. There will come a time where we've just got to trust in God that he will deliver, as he said. There'll be no more tears. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. All those things are done away with. It's not a fanciful story, folks. It's true because we know Jesus is true and what he's doing for us now is true. And the question that we can ask ourselves is, as Rick just said, God is trying and trying and trying to reach out to us. Are we denying and denying and denying him? Or are we letting him in every day? Um, Letting him in, letting him forgive those sins that we might hold too close to our chest. Thank you so much for guiding our Bible study this morning, Rick. If you have a question about the Bible or our Bible study today, uh, send it in. We will answer it in our question of the day, which is coming up next. The number to send your text uh, messages to and your questions is 0491064669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to The Breakfast Show. You are listening to uh, Mon and Rick, the Leave Team folk today. We are just bludgeoning our way through <laughs> this show uh, don't worry, you'll be having our, your regular presenters back very soon once they come back from their little break. Um, it is now time for me to give away the answers to the quiz. I wonder if you got any of them right, Rick. Uh, By just... the way, dear listeners, when you text in your answers, please let DJ Shell know whether or not you want the prize. Because <laughs> some people just want to play for bragging rights. So, That's it? Yeah, That's it? Yeah, she doesn't know whether or not to keep you in the running. So the first question was uh, the disciple who we watched uh, Jesus' arrest and trial but claimed thrice that he didn't know the Lord, that was Peter. Uh, The relationship that Abraham claimed to have with his wife in order to gain favor with the Egyptians, he said they were siblings, brother and sister. Murderous King Herod told the wise men that he wanted to worship the young boy Jesus, which was not, yeah, anyway. Husband (laughs) and wife... That died after lying about the amount of money they Wasn't gave Shell as an offering. Oil. No, it was not. It was Ananias and Sapphira. <sighs> and the explanation um, that the Jews and Roman soldiers gave for the disappearance of Jesus' body after the resurrection was that it was stolen by the disciples. Do I also give away the answer to the theme of the quiz, DJ Shell? Do you know what the theme was? It was all regarding Lies. 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 All these people sat on a throne of lies. <laughs> or as we like to say, creative answers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 0491 uh, is the number to text your future answers to quiz and to get your prizes. That's so, a good. Yeah. Yep. It's now time for question of the day. We're going to go through this one pretty quick. It is. Oh, go ahead, Shell. Press the button. The question of the day. It's actually pretty catchy. Okay, question of the day, Rick. What is the meaning of Micah 4 verse 5 when it says all nations may walk in the name of their God? This was sent in by our listener, um, Freco. Um, so, yeah, take it away, Rick. Do you want, Can you just read that one for us, Mon? Are you close enough there? I'm in Amos. Here we go, Micah. There we go. 4, four verse five. 5. One more page. Here we go. Through, though the nations around us follow their idols, we will follow the Lord our God forever and ever. Yeah, look, the journey of Israel. Um, this verse actually tells us why Israel was safe and strong. Um, there's another parallel passage actually in Isaiah 2.5. Mm-hmm. It's converted into an injunction to the house of Jacob, actually. All people will walk, but rather all nations will walk after their gods, um, everyone in the name of his God. Okay, 
Now, to when we say to walk, it generally means when we're in the scriptures, it's, it has moral implications uh, and religious habits, observances, etc. Um, so the meaning here is that all other nations adhere to their gods, many of their false gods, and frame their life in conduct relying on the power and protection of those gods, but they'll be deceived. We will walk in the name of our God. So the secret of Israel's strength was walking, walking, living, living uh, to God. So the heathen can never prevail against the true believers who put their whole trust in God. Okay. That's what I sort of thought. So, so I guess so. So walking is like a almost like a way of believing. Like when you walk with the Lord, you sort of believe with. Believe it's God. it's a total yeah. way of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. it's not like I'm going. The walk. Die straight. Yeah. Slightly different context, but <laughs> but yeah. When I when I say I'm going I'm going out to walk my dog Tessa this morning, as we do every morning, the implications aren't quite the same as yeah, true. Yeah, so it's really a way of life. Um, choose you. It's like we're talking in Hebrew. Choose you this day mm-hmm. whom you will serve. You could put it, reframe it, and say, choose who you will walk with this day. Yeah. Okay, that's really great. Yeah. 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 If you have a question, you can drop us uh, on zero, drop us a question on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you are not a texter, my dad, for example, hates texting. <laughs> uh, you can email instead. Uh, you can head to our website. It is faithfm.com.au. Um, there's a contact form on there. You can get the email on there. And you can send us any question you like. Don't be shy. If you have a question about the Bible, something about Go you know, for it. morality, yep. religion, all that kind all of stuff. Things. Um, don't be shy. You can be anonymous if you like. We're, we're collecting more questions at the moment, so your time is now to send that in. <laughs> Rick, thank you so much for joining it's us. Been today. a pleasure, Mon. It's been good. Always is good. I hope you have a happy Sabbath this evening. Yep. It's Friday and the Sabbath is coming in, and we hope that all our listeners have a happy Sabbath too. And also, don't forget, if you talk faith, live faith, and act faith, you will, you will grow, grow strong, strong in, in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. See you, folks. Bye. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Until we meet. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.